0: From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode number 37. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Build It Beautiful, Casper, because everyone deserves a great night's sleep, and Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the editor in chief of MaxStories.net, the one and only Italian stallion that is Mr. Federico Vitigi. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I am very well, sir. I am very well indeed. All the better for speaking to you guys today. I'm very excited about today's show. We also have with us uh, the grand poobah of 512pixels.net, Mr. Stephen Hackett.
1: Hello, Michael Hurley, co-founder. He's the man
0: in charge. Yep. You know, he's the boss.
2: The boss. Doesn't seem like it, but he's, he's the boss. He's the boss, <laughs> the boss of the world. He's a silent boss.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. hm Hi, Stephen. I don't really know what to do after this new intro. Hey, on boss! The show. We've been doing it. We've been testing this intro for a couple of weeks now. And I don't Not know. For a couple of years, about. actually. And we still yeah. don't know what to say. I what know to what do. to the, say. Opening. So the, the the show title, Hello, this is Connected from Relay FM. That's pretty simple. But it's this intermediate stage, which I am now drawing attention to, that has always felt awkward to me. And we've been doing shows for like four years. And I just I never know what to do with it but that's
0: why you just leave it to me.
1: So I think it's weird because three of us have been chatting on Skype for like 10 minutes now, right? And we, you know, but now people didn't hear that and they hear this, and this is the beginning of the conversation. We have to like go back and start the conversation again. It's all it's very hard.
0: The problem is when you talk about this. That's the problem. Yes. Because
1: nobody wants to hear this. I think I'm definitely making it worse, so we should just do follow up. Please, could you could you start off with some follow up for us? Oh, Michael, I would love to do some follow-up. Mm. Uh, so we had a comment on Twitter from... Costas. Somebody. Yes. Uh, you keep saying that Beats Curation is great. How is it better than playlist that Spotify maintains? I thought we talked about this, but Federico, what's the difference here? What makes Beats Curation special?
2: I think the big difference is that they feel more human. Like You can tell that it's people actually being there and picking songs or, like, each playlist has, like, an explanation, and, for for instance, there's, like, the best hits from a specific band from a specific time period of the band, and you can tell that there's, like, a concept behind the playlist. It's it's not just, like, a cover photo and a bunch of songs. It's, like, there's a human there picking songs, and often, like, I remember last year, uh, during the Grammys, uh, there was people at Beats Music creating playlists from the show like in not in real time but like a few minutes after and to me they they and i mean i tried beats music i tried spotify and we talked about this before i think beats music like the descriptions and the like the way that they were presented to to the listener i feel like they were more um created by music as experts. Like, you can tell that there's a meaning, that there's, a like, a basic idea behind the playlist. It's not just, like, a collection of songs. It's not, like, a folder full of files. It's there because, it like, the editor of the music section wants you to listen to something, and I think that's, that's a big difference. I think Mike is also a fan of playlists, so maybe he can, he can add more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't had too much of a... Uh... Experience recently with Spotify playlists. I don't know if they're doing this stuff, but I like Beats playlists, and I know they're made by people, or at least they do a really good job of faking machines to seem like people. You know? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it's like I know that that's the case, so it's really great if Spotify has that as well. Awesome. But I don't know that they do, but I know that Beats does, and I really like their playlists. And I was I've never been um taken to use playlists from another uh, streaming music service. But like, I like what they suggest, you know, when when I see something on Beats, I, I try it out because it's a good suggestion, typically.
2: Spotify has these playlists, but they're like, there's a cover photo, which is usually just, you know, the same. The, there's like a, a, I don't know, a workout playlist. If you like to listen to hip hop during workouts, there's an oasis playlist. And there's like a description with a couple of sentences, but it's never with the same degree of, there's a human behind this factor it's it's i don't know it feels different it feels more the spotify system feels more uh, automated by machines to me honestly and i know that beats music has actual music editors and like journalists that work there or at least used to work there so it feels more natural and human to me and i think there was a big difference and just for the sake of comparison y- y- there's nothing of, of of this stuff on google music like uh you know the, the playlists are tend to be especially if you don't have the, the songs uh, integration on your google music uh country uh the, the playlists are like I, I think they're automated by the same google crawler <laughs> that, that they use for web pages uh i think beats music has the, as the best combination of tech and people out there when it comes to music streaming uh Hopefully we will get some some new stuff next month at WWDC. actually not next month because we're still in April so in 40 days uh, at WWDC. Yeah,
1: it's so so it's that you want it to be human after all that that human connection of you don't want a machine playing your music for you. N- a nice uh, Daft Punk, cool,
2: you know reference. Yeah, I Steven. enjoyed
1: that as well. Yes,
2: yeah. didn't know that Steven was into Daft Punk. Honestly, that's
1: pretty. Cool. So. Uh yeah a little so um martin is going to get credit for this but we got several emails uh and i saw a couple of tweets about this saying or revisiting last week where mike you had the experience that you had restore your phone and your beats music was not restored from backup but the beats app kind of looked like it had been and how that was not a great experience and martin writes in to say um Developers can specify what data should be backed up with iCloud backup, and his theory is to reduce space of that backup. That that Beats is not including the actual music tracks, or maybe there's legal reasons or something like that. Um, and uh, so, I mean, uh, we we kind of touched on that. I don't think we said it explicitly. Like that's you know, it, it seems like a reasonable trade off to me. So you don't have to back up all that music to your iCloud backup, but it it is bad that the app. You know, didn't it prompt you to hey? You know, you need to redownload your music. Uh, That's but not what it,
0: underscore says. Underscore tweeted to say the apps are not permitted to include redownloadable content in backups, so it's not Beats' fault; it's conf- Apple's fault. Con-
1: conflicting follow up.
0: I don't, I don't know follow-up Martin. Fights. I'm sure Martin's smart, but I trust underscore with everything. So, well, one of the reasons because I mean, underscore makes Pod Wrangler, right? So I'm sure he's come into this. Because
1: of that, his um, yeah, he's got the experience there. Yep. But it, it does, I think, at the very least, we can agree on the fact that the app should have somehow alerted you that you needed to re-download your music. Oh, definitely, definitely, it should have, because that's you know sort of a a cruddy experience. But um, anyways. Ben writes in, and Ben says, you keep saying Apple doesn't have a streaming service. What about iTunes Radio? Does it not exist outside North America? And the answer, Ben, no, is no. Ben. It does no. not. <laughs> it <laughs> and also, it's really. not
0: really a music streaming service, I think, by no. the classification that we are giving a music streaming service. Yeah.
1: I think iTunes yeah. Radio is like a. I I think of iTunes Radio as a Pandora-like... You know, you yeah. kind of set a station yeah. where we're talking yeah. about, like, on demand, I want to listen to this album, I want to stream this album... And it's only in uh North America. Just it's just in the States, I think, isn't it? Or is it and United Canada, States Canada? Maybe Canada. Basically yes. our country. Um so yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this many times over the years. Like this would be great for it to expand and there's lots of reasons that it hasn't. And but I agree with you guys, like the core difference is iTunes Radio is not really the same class of service as something like Beats, Spotify, or RDO. Totally. Anyways. Um, we're going to finish this with a little follow out. Mike, what, uh, what happened on Relay this week?
0: Uh, we uh, were very lucky to welcome, uh, honored, in fact, to welcome Mac Power users to the Relay FM family, which is just absolutely incredible. We are all, the three of us here, huge Mac Power users fans. Uh, David Sparks and Katie Floyd do an incredible job every week, and they've been running since 2009, um, and they are now a part of the Relay FM family.
2: Well, Steven is also a Mac power user. That is a good point. With the typo. With the with the he's a power users because he is friends with Mike. Yeah.
0: However, me and you both got to be guests before him.
2: Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. that was in my in my OS ten past. Does it mean that we get to do uh iOS US power users
1: spin off now on relay? Yeah. Okay, I think it's just awesome. you, just you talking for just me uh, talking. It's Hours. like a, <laughs>
2: it's called Federico today, and it's a, it's a. <laughs> I'm <it's
1: a show. laughs> just talking about workflow. Instantly, <laughs> I was subscribed instantly. So uh, Federico, you, when you linked to this, and thank you very much for linking to it. You, you shared a little story about Mac Power users and and yeah. kind of what it did for you, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about that for a second.
2: Yeah, and what's up? Uh, in August, in August uh, 2012, when I was uh, hospitalized for uh, about 22 days, uh, just over three weeks, uh, didn't know what to do, couldn't move, couldn't work. Um, I could listen to music and to podcasts, and I remember uh, deciding to catch up on the Mac Power Users uh, backlog that I had. I think it used to be Instacast. Man, remember remember those days, Um, and uh, (laughs) yeah, it is. It's just you know the 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 podcasting scene. It's just a bit different today on iOS. And uh, I remember, I think one of the first episodes that I listened to uh, because I kind of knew the show but didn't really listen. And I think I started by. Listening to one of those Merlin Merlin Man episodes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. used to be like an annual thing that they would interview Merlin on the like the, the apps and workflows that he used. And I remember getting into the the whole idea of Markdown and plain text, you know, that kind of stuff. And I kind of took it from there. And I and when I, when I when I left the hospital when I when I went home, I remember downloading this uh, app for the iPhone and iPad called uh, Nebulous Notes, which I was one that. of the first. One of the first uh, Markdown editors for iOS with some basic support for automation only it was based on JavaScript, I think, instead of uh, you know Python and 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 the the apps that I that I came uh, to use later. And yeah, and so I think David and Katie were kind of are responsible for my addiction uh, today. So it feels good to have my 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 you know. These, these two friends on, on relay and to to continue listening with the you know on our on our network. I think it's it's great. I'm a, I'm a huge fan and many things have changed for me since three years ago. And so I, I should probably keep a photo of Katie and David in my office, you know, and just thank them every day. They would be kind of creepy, but also in a way nice. I think
0: you should now you should set up like a zapier or something to automatically thank them every day in the slack room just every day the little tg bot pops up thanks david and katie
2: (laughs) is it a thing in 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 the uk or maybe in america to keep a photo like in public offices like you keep a photo of the president on the wall Mm. no that's not a thing it (laughs) It is a thing thing. in italy we keep like when you go to a public (laughs) office space you can find photos of the uh, the president of the republic of italy I always thought like that. Why did they do that? It seems to be a tradition. Maybe I could keep a photo of David and Katie. You know, just you can look at that. them in, as as a sign of respect. You know, <laughs> as an authority.
0: <laughs> you could just have them as your uh, lo- lo- lock screen wallpaper on your iPad. Well, that that'd be real creepy. Uh, you know. Yeah, someone <laughs> a, I think putting a
1: picture of them on the wall is kind of worse. <laughs> I think you get a tattoo of it's a, of katie on one forearm and of and david on the other so you put your arms together it's like mac power users combined you could get like like, a... like like
0: like power and user on your knuckles or something
2: wow that's
1: real that's really gangster, Dude, I'll, i will re- i will start a kickstarter right now for your hand tattoos
0: i don't think that, that mac power users will be around for the next episode I think they're gone already.
1: You could do you can do power users if you do your thumbs. I was counting letters on my fingers. Yep. You could. Okay. Anyway, you it is no, it is it is very exciting. I mean, I echo everything the two of you said. Super honored that they would uh, want to join relay, and um, you know, it's been a heck of a eight months for the network, and it's really this is just uh, another amazing step that uh, we definitely are uh, humbled by and uh, and very thankful for. So, most definitely.
0: Huge show today. Um, Let's take a break and thank our first sponsor for this week, and that is Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses that you can get for a fraction of the price that you're going to find in stores. The mattress industry has inherently forced consumers into paying notoriously high prices, but Casper is here to revolutionize the mattress industry by putting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms away. They just throw all that away. They cut it right out. And they pass those savings directly to the consumer, and that's you. And Casper Mattress provides resilience and long lasting support. It's very comfortable. Casper mattresses are one of a kind. They have a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. These two technologies come together for better nights and brighter days. It's just the right sink and just the right bounce. Usually mattresses can often cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost between 500 for a twin size mattress, 750 for a full size, 850 for queen, and 950 for king. And all Casper mattresses are made in America. Casper understands that buying a mattress online can leave people wondering how it's possible. It's kind of an interesting thing, right? A mattress is this huge thing, and usually you'd think about going in and trying them somewhere. They understand all of this, which is why they make buying a Casper mattress completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns if you need that within a 100-day period. No questions asked. It's that simple. Lying on a bed for four minutes in a showroom also really doesn't give you a good feel as to whether that's going to be the right bed for you, which is why Casper has turned their buying process into a risk-free experience. That Casper mattresses are shipped to you in a box, and I'm going to ask Stephen about this in a moment, and opening them is an awesome experience all of its own. Mr. Hackett, you have a Casper mattress. Can you please explain what it's like to open a Casper mattress and what your nights have been? Because
1: you actually sleep on it, don't you? I do. I do. So, yeah, so we get this box, and, uh, I mean, it, it came through the front door. So I don't know if you've unpacked, like, a regular mattress. It's, uh, it's like, basically surgery to get into your house. Anyways, it's a little box. You cut it open in the room that you're in because it's, like, vacuum sealed. So it's like space magic. You cut the box open, and uh, we did it. We actually periscoped it, so I streamed it <laughs> to the Internet, to, like, hundreds of people watching me do this in my bedroom. Cut the box open, pull the wrapper off, and it just goes, and like unfolds and uncurls and just lays out flat. It's really an amazing sort of hilariously awesome experience. And the mattress is great. We've really uh, enjoyed it. We've had it uh, several weeks now and it's comfortable. It's it's, uh, my wife and I have both really been enjoying it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is great. Listeners of this show can get $50
0: towards any mattress and get $50 off by visiting casper.com slash connected and you want to use the code connected at checkout. So go to casper.com slash connected, you'll get 50 bucks off and that's very nice of them to do that. Thank you so much to Casper for supporting this show and all of Relay FM.
2: Why does Steven get to review mattresses with, with his wife and I don't? I mean, not not with his wife, you know, with my family. Uh,
0: course. because Stevens in America and Casper only ship in the U.S. at the moment. Oh, that's say, that's sad. Say. No, that's don't do say. that. <clears throat> There's plenty to like about Italy. No, it's not I'd... you know shipments, <laughs> not that. Much. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> as soon as I can find an Italian mattress company, I'll I'll hook you up, Federico.
1: Okay, thank you. Okay. You say that, the the ultimate irony is going to be that you get your Apple Watch before me, but we can talk about that later. No,
0: that's not going to happen. So I just wanted to give a a brief story. So later on in the episode, I'm going to talk through um, a day in the life of wearing an Apple Watch, but there's just one thing that happened on that day which doesn't really get into the story, but I I thought it was really funny. So me and my girlfriend, we went to the Apple Store because I wanted to see if they had any bands in stock. Um, And we were upstairs in the Regent Street store I was just looking at stuff, and I was buying. I was like using Easy Pay to buy a charging cable. I was getting an extra charging cable, to which my girlfriend then just kind of walked off to get like out of the way because she was she basically had seen like an empty area of the store. Like so, she was just walking to get out of the way. She walked about three paces, and a security guard basically jumped on her. She wandered into the addition try on area. <laughs> Uh-huh. And they freaked out. <laughs> they did not like that at all. So She just
2: walked into the area? So
0: this is the interesting thing, right? The Regent Street store is a two-floor store. It's really big. And basically all they have is just in the corner of the top floor, uh, it's not roped off, there's just one security guard, one Apple Store person, um, and two tables, and one try-on thing. And I think the table had the glass thing in it with the addition watches inside. Um, as well as like one of the try-on pads. That's all they have. It's not roped off. It's not a special room, nothing. It's just a part of the Apple Store that has a security guard and an Apple Store rep. Hmm. Um, what know, happened uh, next? They basically effectively threw her out of the area like as quickly as possible. Uh, and well, thank God you're in the UK. In America, they would have shot you. Exactly. I started laughing a lot because I realized what had happened. And she had no idea what was going on. They didn't say no, ma'am. This is where what the really gold say? watches are. She was like, "I don't understand what's going on," and I explained yes. it to her, and she just said that it was stupid. To which I agreed. Okay. She should be a tech blogger. She
2: should. That was a hot take. <laughs> yes.
0: Right, Federico, let's yeah. let's let's do some more serious stuff. Can you give me a uh, a a brief overview of the Q2 results um, that came out? yesterday apple's oh,
1: results this this
0: is supposed to be serious okay. yeah well i mean you um, can you can joke about it but
1: oh uh, lots of money you mm-hmm. know you can um, make fun of the ipad number a little bit no oh!
0: uh, wow
2: mm-hmm. okay i'm and not uh, i'm no longer talking to steven so Stephen,
0: it's okay because that number
1: makes fun of itself there's only three of us on the podcast How Are you going to? and i'm that? not talking
0: to you anymore so <laughs> uh
2: 58 billion revenue 61.2 million iphones sold to customers of course um, 12.6 million iPads and 4.6 million Macs sold and total profit for the quarter was 13.5.6 billion dollars so it's um it's just about 3 3 billion over the uh the, the guidance for from Apple for the quarter so it, it was a good quarter you know especially iPhone sales uh Analysts analysts were expecting about 58 million iPhones. Instead, they did over 61 million. So, the iPhone continues to be a huge business for Apple, the biggest, of course. And the real surprise for many people was the importance of China uh, for the numbers. Uh, if you look at the at the results, the basically the revenue by area. You know, Apple has. Uh, uh, I think. Five regions, there's Europe, Americas, Greater China, uh, Asia-Pacific, and Japan. And Greater China was about 29%. And it was bigger by revenue than Europe, which was 21%. So it's become the second biggest market for Apple, Greater China. Is that the first
0: time that that's happened?
2: (sighs) See, that, I don't know. I think it has been growing for a while. And I remember Tim Cook's comments from a while ago that he said... We feel like China could be our biggest market by, you know, uh, over the next year. I think it's not the first... No, maybe it's the first time that it was bigger than Europe, actually. I think so. Because lots of people yesterday, you know, I follow a bunch of those analysts on Twitter, and a lot of them were surprised by basically almost 30% of revenue from China. And so, of course, Apple had a bunch of uh, of announcements during the, the, the conference call, most importantly that they're going to have about 40 retail stores by in China by next year uh which is a you know they uh, they they're, they're making big investments in China considering the numbers that they're seeing. um Best Buy it's one of the major partners of that uh what's the name uh the payment system that's like against Apple Pay currency was it currency yes. They're basically uh, changing their mind and they're adopting Apple Pay.
0: I think currency <laughs> got shut down. I think like it was just such a security yes, disaster. Terrible. It just went away.
2: And basically, Best Buy is gonna offer Apple Pay support in the app first, and later this year in all of their stores. <laughs> so yay! Um, what else? I'm trying to think of the most. Was there important anything about Apple
0: Pay outside of the U.S. Nope. Oh, uh,
2: come on. Team Cook confirmed that Discover, one of those US companies is going to use Apple Pay, but nothing about the US, I think. Um, what else? I don't know. They talked about the uh, 3,500 apps on the for the Apple Watch available at launch basically. Uh I- iPad sales. This is the big topic from the from the quarter. iPad sales were, you know, uh a bit low as usual. Uh, I think it was the second weakest quarter for iPad. And uh, think the the thing about iPad is that Tim Cook remains confident about the about the product. He brought up a couple of times the the the, the apps and the collaboration that they're doing with IBM for iPad, especially in the enterprise. So he seems to believe you know that, that iPad can be. Can be can become a, a better, bigger business, especially when you when you consider the enterprise market. And there was a couple of analysts on the call that tried to kind of push him to talk about you know iPad sales uh, in the future. And he, he just says, "I remain confident that it's a great product." I feel like his comments, and this is totally just my idea. I feel like my, his comments kind of suggest that some stuff is happening with the iPad. I don't know if it's software. Or if it's some major hardware change, uh, I feel like it's software. I feel like we're we're gonna see some changes just for iPad, and in my mind, just for the iPad Air 2, uh, and future revisions, of course. But there was some people on Twitter who were gonna who were saying we're gonna see we're gonna see force touch on the iPad this year, and we're gonna see a stylus accessory from Apple to kind of make the iPad more unique. And I think it makes sense if you consider Force Touch, if you consider all these new technologies that Apple is doing with Touch, and if you consider that a lot of people still don't get the iPad, so maybe making the iPad better for designers and artists could be a nice idea to kind of expand the product line. Other numbers, Mike? I don't
0: know. Just for a second, because I have a question that I want to ask you, but I believe Stephen uh, wants to provide some real-time follow-up.
1: Yeah, so uh, currency isn't isn't dead um it's still around it's just that best buy is going to run it in parallel according to arsenica seems like it's in parallel with apple pay so i think it's still around i you know um seems like apple pay is clearly a better technology but uh they're going to do both it seems like so I guess we'll see how that goes but uh yeah i did i did notice you know i I was not expecting apple pay to (laughs) make such waves in the in the quarterly results call, but clearly Apple's being successful with the, you know, discover, uh, which is a major credit card here in the U S that's not currently on Apple pay is joining later this year. They made that announcement as well. So it's getting some, uh, some press time with, uh, with, uh, uncle, uncle Timmy. So good times. So Federico, I have a question for you about iPads. Oh, okay. Um, I mean,
0: obviously I, I understand what you're saying about, you know, about, it looking like there's going to be some... Let's, what With what Tim's saying, it hints to the fact that they, they could be working on something, right? Mm-hmm. But if you will allow me to play devil's advocate for a moment, mm-hmm. doesn't he kind of have to say this? Like, he can't go on the call and be like, man... That iPad ain't working, huh? Like no one's buying that anymore. Like, do, do let me let me please. I know, I know. I'm, sure, I, okay. I'm, Sorry, I'm being inflammatory. right? I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, to to. I'm trying to play the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that genuine? Do you genuinely believe this? Like, if you think about it, like in your heart of hearts, or do you think that maybe this comes from a little bit of just hope from you?
2: No. Not at all, because it's still a big business. You know, twelve million units is still a huge business, bigger than most companies.
0: Yeah, but the th- this is the thing, right? And again, to put this into to perspective, that you are completely correct with that. However, Apple size—it's—it's it's interesting. It, it, no,
2: that—that's where I think you're wrong. Basically, uh, okay. The problem is that so if you if you put the iPhone out of the picture. Uh, Apple sells two computers. It's One is the Mac and the other is the iPad. So for the Mac, they did 4-6 million units. And for the iPad, they did three times, you know, that. And the problem, is, I think, what I think is, it's not that the iPad is struggling, it's that the iPhone... Is just huge. It's insane, but not because I mean the iPhone is a great product. It's just the smartphone in general. It's taking the world by storm, and the, the the thing that the iPhone is selling, it's just like a different story. But the moment that people are gonna take a look at a at a computer, like they use their iPhones all day, because you know, and even some people use their iPhones as a sort of a computer because they they do work on the phone or they watch movies on the phone. And that's fine, but at some point people are going to want a bigger screen, you know, to either watch a movie or, I don't know, create documents or browse the web and whatever. And if you consider that Apple sells two types of computers, the iPad consistently does three times the numbers of the Mac. So it's, I think there are, there's a couple of issues here. First is that the iPad had a great, fast, incredible start five years ago, and some people kind of got used to those types of numbers. But because the iPad is more like a computer, and it's not like an iPhone, and I think some people are looking at the iPad like an iPhone, and they're expecting kind of the same numbers... I think they're misguided, you know, because they're not seeing the same numbers, and therefore the iPad is, you know, needs to die. Basically, it's useless. That's not the point, because if you consider the iPad in the in the perspective of a computer, even if you look at other, at other you know, other computers by other companies, and just the, the the even if you look at the the numbers of the PC industry, you can see a clear difference between what the what the PC is doing and even what the Mac, the, the PC from Apple, is doing. And what the iPad is doing, and I generally believe that the iPad's problem is not the reason of you know that it exists. The iPad needs to exist because people are buying iPads. The problem or two problems I see: first is that old iPads are still working really well, and you can install the latest software on you know the latest iOS on an old iPad, and you mostly get all the new stuff. The second problem is that Apple. If anything, I think I think Apple's fault is to not have figured out really how to make unique, new, useful software for the iPad. I think they're, they, they've been, for two or three years, kind of caught up in a situation where they just wanted to make iPhone software bigger on the iPad. And instead, they should have maybe taken the opposite direction and to make... Uh, I wouldn't say a separate fork of iOS for the iPad, but bigger differences, uh, different features, and not just, you know, an adaptation of iOS for the phone to the iPad. But my point is that you shouldn't look at the iPad in the context context of the iPhone, but in the context of the Mac, because people are going to buy a computer are going to choose between an iPad and a Mac, not an iPhone and an iPad. And I think that's the biggest difference. I'm going
0: to push on you again, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, I appreciate the numbers are larger on the iPad, but Mac sales are growing. iPad sales are declining.
2: Yeah, but it's still three times bigger. No,
0: I know that, but it's a decline, and and that is rare. Sure, that is rare in a in a currently sold, currently developed Apple product. Apple well, products tend not to decline.
2: No, not necessarily, because quarter to quarter, you can see higher or slightly smaller Mac results. You know, I I think that, that like you can. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of natural for the iPad to be that way, especially if you can go back to the iPad Two. I think and still install iOS Eight on the iPad Two.
0: And yeah, but it, but arguably a Mac has a longer shelf life than an iPad. I don't know. I'm 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 not trying to get get you to answer these questions because you cannot answer them because you just can't. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but it, I'm, I'm I'm just enjoying the thought experiment. It's yeah, just I interesting feel like... to me, because I don't know how I feel about this. All I know is I don't use an iPad anymore, but that doesn't mean anything. It's just I don't use one. Because of my working environment and my, the way that I work, I don't need one. Um, but you do, and again, that's totally fine for you, but just as the iPad guy, uh, it always intrigues me to understand how you think and feel when this happens, because everybody around you is saying the iPad is dying.
2: Yeah, I feel like I don't understand. And I know that Steven wants me to stop. I I just want to say this, and then we're going to move on. Uh, I just don't understand people's commitment to saying that the iPad needs to die. And this is especially true in tech circles. I feel like nobody, at least in the people I follow, so... Take that as a sample of about a thousand people. Uh, With the exception of a few good ones, I feel like most tech bloggers and other kind of, you know, people who follow the tech scene, they have this weird kind of, in natural obsession with the iPad and the, just maybe the tablet in general needing to go away for some sort of, you know, out of spite. I don't know why, honestly. I feel like they, they feel endangered by the idea of a tablet as a computer. And this has always been true. I mean, I've been talking about this stuff for the past two years, so I I, I wouldn't mind, you know, people say, hey, you're stupid or, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I don't care, basically. But, um, you know, every time there's a new... Uh you know, the, the Mac sells 4 million units, the iPad sells, I don't know, 10, 12, and it's maybe declining, but it's still bigger, and there's people saying, oh, see, see the iPad needs to die, and blah, blah, blah. I don't understand, I, because uh, maybe it's a, it's a bunch of factors, maybe because they, they don't understand why would anyone, including me, would want to work from an iPad, and I feel like I published an article and it still didn't suffice to justify my cause, and that's okay, but maybe other people feel like they want to be analysts and they want to kind of tell <laughs> Apple what to do. And that's also fine because everybody has a hobby. I, I just, at a very basic level, at a very basic level, I I don't understand, I don't understand why, I mean... Usually, I'm not the type of guy who says, it's okay, just listen to what Tim Cook says, because I, I like to question Apple's motivations, and I like to, to, to do what you do, Mike, and to kind of push them you know, to, yeah. to, to want to know more. But I feel like when Tim Cook says, there's an iPhone, there's a Mac, there's an iPad, and everything will work out eventually, and it'll be fine. Why can it not be that way? Let's just wait it out. If I want to use an <laughs> iPad, let me use an iPad. If I want to use a Mac, good for you. You know, everybody should chill, I
0: think, more. If anybody my... is ever going to make a connected clip show, Everyone Needs a Hobby is potentially my favorite clip of all time. That was <laughs> the sickest of burns. Thank you for that, Federico. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: to to chime in real quick, I, I think what you said about, you know, the tech press or, or whatever, wanting it to go away, I think it's because a lot of those type of people have fallen into a usage pattern sort of like Mike where the iPad is not um, a big part of it. And so they, you know, it's very easy to take your own personal experience and like push it out onto how you view the world. It's a very natural thing to do, right? The Three of us have done it. The three of us do it probably all the time. But I think it's particularly problematic in the case of a product like the iPad where very clearly a very strong business, most Technology companies would kill for any product that moved. Was yes. it twelve point six million in a quarter? It's huge, yes. but at the same time, it is weird because it is within Apple's stable of products where nothing on the planet competes with the iPhone. Just period. It is. It is a a, a technology product in a world unto itself, in a world that is completely separate from everything else in terms of of sales or of popularity or or impact. And so I think that's where the weirdness comes in that on one hand you have something that's kind of hard to understand for some people and then you look at it in light of the iPhone while in an unfair comparison, it's easy to you know take a shortcut and say oh well it's dying. And I think that's I think that's untrue. I think the heart of it really is that you know like you can run an iPad 2 today. Like it's not great and I don't want to do it, but lots of people do it and lots of people can and it's almost unusual you know, Apple has a tendency not to be super backwards compatible with stuff. And this old iPad is just like lasted forever. And, and you can still go buy an iPad mini because they want that low price point. And I think I think to a degree Apple is in this to themselves uh, if that factor is indeed a big one. I'm not smart enough to say if it is or not, but it feels like it is. And if so, you know, what happens in two years when you can't buy an A5 or an A6 powered iPad and they start to cut those older models off? Will sales go up? Uh, or, you know, we'll, cont- we'll be able to just continue to live behind the times because like you said, you can put Iowa state on those things and yeah, it's not great, but it works. And most people aren't going to know the difference. It's just a very, there's like lots of weird factors here. And I think anyone who just looks at one or two of them and makes a conclusion is cutting corners. And, um, I think that's where all the frustration comes from for the three of us, uh, looking at this.
2: Why don't people like people who are different from them?
1: It's, it's, that yeah, is a everybody. that
0: is a question that is way bigger than we have time yes. for today. <laughs> I'm going to take a break because I I want to talk about the Apple Watch. Um, I don't know what you guys want to do, but. That's what I want to do. Um, This week's episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code WORLD at checkout. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. When it comes to finding a home for yourself on the internet, you should look no further than Squarespace because they give you everything that you need. They put the power in the palm of your hands and take away all the things that you don't want to have to worry about. You don't want to have to worry about scaling and hosting. You don't have to worry about if you get stuck and you're going to need someone. You know? With Squarespace, you don't have to worry about any of that because they give you all these things. Squarespace's system is rock solid. I have used it for years. We still use it at Relay. We power our store and our blog on, on uh, Squarespace couldn't be happier. Squarespace's templates are really beautiful. They have fantastic designs. They're super clean. They look great on all devices because they have responsive web design built right into the core of them. Um, they're always adding new templates. They added a ton more with the most recent release, Squarespace 7 but they add them all the time. Um, they have some great templates that are focused around blogging. They have great templates that are focused around creating portfolios but they also have some now for certain industries like maybe you want to put music online or you An artist or an architect or a chef, you know, you want to put your uh, restaurant website on Squarespace, they have templates now that are specifically catered to each of these professions. Squarespace also have a feature that they call the cover page, which allows you to create a single uh, page website with all of the power of a full Squarespace site. You can either have a regular site or a cover page site, or you can have both. And you can have maybe an intro page for your Squarespace site, which is just one page, which is a different theme and a different look as maybe like an introduction to your website. Squarespace have a great deal of Getty Images. They can provide you on uh, with awesome photography, stock photography, just 10 bucks an image, which is a deal you're not going to find anywhere else they integrate with google apps they uh, if you buy a annual plan with them you get a free domain name the list goes on and on and on like their 24 7 live chat with uh and an email their support is live chat and email 24 uh, 7 they have teams located in new york dublin and portland who can help you out with that i mentioned that we have a store at relay um, that is on squarespace's commerce platform you can sell physical or digital goods squarespace are the best you can start with plans at just eight, from just $8 a month if you sign up for an annual plan they have monthly plans as well but you can go and try it out for yourself you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today by going to squarespace.com when you decide to sign up make sure that you use the offer code world at checkout w o r l d thank you so much to squarespace for their support of this show and all of relay fm you will get 10% off your first purchase with that code so don't forget to use it Squarespace, build it beautiful. So, gentlemen, uh, I have my watch. You two, what is your current status? Hmm. Very sad. Very sad. Processing. Thing. It's both processing. processing forever. Yes. Uh, for the show, I'm very lucky that I got mine, I guess, because <laughs> <laughs> that would have sucked. Yeah, <laughs> like, you are. We hate you, Mike. Well, okay. I mean, it's not my fault. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I I just I didn't choose the one that everybody wanted. I suppose
2: you were being different.
0: Yeah, I have we the, the, we we the love aluminium that, sport with a blue band. You know, like a like a cool blue band. Yeah, I'm you like, like a you like blue. Yeah, I like blue. What's wrong? What with are you, a smurf?
1: Oh, why are we being this way? <laughs> 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 just Didn't you ask like two seconds ago why people don't like, <laughs> yes, people and not like them? Yes, that's that's the joke. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: I just thought I was being attacked. <laughs> yeah, I
1: thought I was yeah. being bullied. Uh. So
0: what what I thought I would do, because I mean, I've spoken about some impressions on Upgrade. People are talking about impressions all over the place. So I thought I would maybe try and uh, frame the discussion on this slightly differently. And what I have done is uh, on Saturday um, of, of last week, so over the weekend, I was out of the house all day. Um, I was out doing various different things that you'll hear about shortly. So I decided that what I would do would be to write a diary of the day with all of the different ways that I used my Apple Watch to try and give an idea of what a day in the life of an Apple Watch user can be. Um, so I thought I would maybe go through some hmm. of that and then you guys can ask me questions and stuff. And, and okay, you... I have a question. Please. Did you write or dictate the diary? I wrote the diary because I wanted to have text expander snippets. Okay. So I use Drafts okay. to do that because I I have timestamps, um, and I and I wanted to use Texas Commander wow. and Drafts to to Fantasy. put that together. So I I have my diary. I also have just some general thoughts as well, which I can refer to if necessary. Um, but do you guys have any questions for me before we begin? Do you maybe want me to give
1: my overall opinion about some stuff about the watch? What would you like me to do? Uh, I really only had one question. It's sort of a meta question, but how has it been using it? Do people notice? Do you feel weird? Because we've talked a lot about that, and I still actually worry about it. Um, in fact, just the other evening, I had to um, run an errand on the way home and stop stop by someone's house, and it, it I could have felt weird in that situation wearing it, especially if it's new. You know, just for kind of like you know social reasons. And I was wondering if you've had any of that um, sort of awkwardness that we had predicted.
0: I feel it because I know what it is. And it's with this huge blue band, it kind of draws attention anyway. Um, I have had some people look at it. I've had some people ask questions about it. Um, I have had that. So like at the thing that I was at on Saturday, uh, someone asked me if it was the watch and what I thought about it. Um, they, They knew it when they saw it. They called it the iWatch. Um no oh, no, yep what they, kind of friends do you have They're not friends this okay. is, these are random people. You'll hear about yeah, this in a bit. Yeah. I don't know these people <laughs> i definitely, they're definitely not my friends after that. <laughs> uh, they asked about charging and they asked why nothing was on the face. Hmm. Well, that's quite punks. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good question. Yes. <laughs> I'll get to that in a bit. It is a good question. Why is there nothing on the face? Um. So, but yeah, I do. I do feel a little bit awkward, but I'm just trying to get over that. Like I'm trying to not feel too awkward when I'm talking into my wrist. Like I'm trying to just push past this because otherwise I'm always going to be weird about it. It's like when I got the iPhone for the first time, or whatever. You know, you, you, we've spoken about this. that You use it in public, in public, or in public transport, and you know people know what it is. But you kind of just gotta gotta carry on, or, or you'll be hiding it forever, which is not the point of the device.
2: I wouldn't be able to do that in Rome. I would just be mugged as soon as I as I leave the. What do you call it? The tube. Yeah, as soon I mean, as I leave like to the a tube. Point, they would mug me.
0: I don't, I'm not like flashing it around <laughs> the place, but I'm also kind of <laughs> trying to not like hide it. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. If I want to use it, I'm like using it. I'm not like covering it up with one hand and, and like tapping it in my nose or something. Mm-hmm. I do way more nose tapping than I expected, by the way. Nose tapping? Why? 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 Wait, why? <laughs> because you cannot use this device with one hand. Like, it is not possible to do. <laughs> so, so just you, Just use your you nose? Know. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I get a message, right? I've got a message. I've only got one hand free. The one hand that's free is the one that my watch is on, right? And I want to respond to the message. I can use my nose to tap the reply, then to tap Siri, talk into it, tap done, and it will send. And then it's easy. And I use my nose. It's easy. And those can touch a screen like anything else. You guys wait. You'll be nose tapping. I'm telling you, that is the future. Nose tapping is the future.
2: I just want to I just wanna see these happening. Can it's, 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 you, can somebody you said have this. someone take a photo of you? No. Somebody tapping. said this
0: to me a, a while ago. This is not a one-handed device. You can't, like, you cannot do it. Like, say, for example, you want to send a message to someone. Like, I can say, hey, <laughs> and then the next word. But you cannot go through that process without tapping things. Like, it is not possible to do things on this device <laughs> without having another hand free. Sometimes you don't have a hand free, so you use your nose. Like, I don't, you know. <laughs> No, do you be- have a lo- do you have a long nose? Mike? I don't think I have a long nose. <laughs> I, I think the end of my nose is relatively pointy, so that may help. Maybe it's oh, kind yes. of like a finger. You know <laughs>
2: Wow, well, we know that you have long fingers. the Mike. thing is, the, so thing is the,
0: <laughs> the thing is now, even if you never would have thought about it, I know now that when you guys get your devices, you're going to be like, "I could use my nose for this I'm starting no. a revolution here. Mike was right twenty fifteen nose tapping I'm telling so you did Spencer. you did
2: you did you talk about this with other people nose tapping
0: no you guys are the first to hear about nose tapping <laughs> uh you know about wow. I keep all the other. good stuff for connected. <laughs>
1: Hmm. uh, trust
0: me on this one okay you guys don't know yet I'm waiting for
1: you to do that while you have a cup of coffee in your hand so you're just like bring the watch up to your nose and just pour coffee all over your shoes. Seems... In
0: theory, I would be less likely to do that because I don't need to tilt the tilt the device too much. If I was like looking at it to tell the time, I'd be more likely to Your nose to crooked?
1: You can like, reach around your wrist with your nose?
0: Uh-huh, that's part of the... the <laughs> is going to be another Mike was
2: right
1: kind of thing? I don't think so. I think this is the the end of Mike <laughs> it's was just right. Just no. No, this see, is just insane.
0: This is the Mike thing. Mike is
1: weird. The thing that Mike is right <laughs> about, <laughs> you all think I'm weird about at first. <laughs> yeah. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. No, no, no you're no, getting no, cocky no. after the six plus.
0: Victory. Yes. No way. No yes, way. Is. This is this is the next thing. You're okay, trying so- to
2: sell us on tapping stuff with our nose. Uh huh. <laughs> no. Yep. No. I'm no, telling you.
0: I'm telling no. you nose tapping. Okay. So. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to start going through my diary. Okay. Yes. 9:35 a.m. I woke up, took my watch <laughs> off my charging cradle, and I put it on. Um, that's actually stop now. No more nose tapping. There's no nose yeah, tapping I'm in this story. I'm just thinking about you reading this diary now and tapping your. Nose. Do you want to hear the serious stuff, or do you want yes, me to keep I'm talking sorry. about stupid things? I'm okay, doing. No. Okay, no. <laughs> so taking the watch and putting it on is actually one of the first things that I do now in the mornings, and one of the reasons for this is because the devices work uh, very. My iPhone works very differently now because. Very rarely buzzes if at all because it's sending stuff to my watch a lot of the time, so i put the i put my uh my watch on because it then just creates the communication between the two vi- two devices, and I carry on my day that way um The first thing that I saw uh was I, I, I saw uh, some omnifocus alerts started popping up on my watch, which I could snooze for a bit um I then saw it had a due reminder come up, which I was able to grab because I was grabbing some paperwork because I was going to a cocktail making class on that day which my girlfriend had bought me for my birthday so I had a due Reminder pop up to remind me to grab the documentation I was able to to clear the due Reminder and we were all good to go so 10.02am, um, I'm out and about, I had a text come in uh, I replied via Siri um, for that text message, there was no nose tapping involved at this point because I had both hands free Uh, I was listening to a podcast on my phone and obviously Siri didn't pause the podcast, which felt weird. So like usually when you reply by Siri, the music in your ear stops. But that isn't the case, obviously, because those two devices are split apart. um, And that was a strange thing. But it makes sense that it wouldn't do it. But it was just weird to be talking into Siri and still hearing like ATP in my ears or something. Then I received a phone call uh, and it came up on my watch. And this is the first time that this happened. So I answered it. Um, and the conversation was happening from the loudspeaker on my watch, which wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I, cause I was used to doing this with the pebble where you answer and it's in your ears again. Right. But the call is on the watch. Um, and I wasn't sure how to switch it back to my iPhone. Uh, cause I knew you could use handoff, but I wasn't sure like if there was maybe a way to just say like on the phone, like route to the like route to my phone like on my watch like send this to my phone i don't want to have this conversation like dick tracy right now it's not something i need to do so i grabbed my phone out my pocket and i had the little handoff icon and i flicked it up and the call just switched over what i did find out later uh, because i watched one of the guided tour videos about phone calls because it seemed weird i tried i tried false touching and that wasn't working but it turns out you can you can scroll down and it has a button that lets you switch it um This is an example, one of the reasons I bring this up because it's a good example of of a frequent problem that I have with the Apple Watch is I don't know what interaction method is going to give me something. So I tried force touching because it seems like lots of stuff is hidden in the force touch menu, but that didn't do it. But you actually scroll down, but there was no way of me knowing to scroll down because there was no kind of indication that there was stuff below that screen because most screens... Are just one screen you don't scroll them, so it's like there are things that you still kind of have to get used to because the interactions don't seem the same um having conversations on the watch via the phone is actually pretty cool. I do it in my house when I'm at home now, and someone calls me, I just answer on my watch and it works pretty well i've I've had a few phone calls i haven't really noticed much latency like I haven't had any problems specifically, and that's it's a surprisingly well working feature I think. So, you guys can stop me at any time, by the way, if you have Mm -hmm.
2: anything.
0: 12.49. I am at my cocktail-making class now, so I need to pay attention, mainly. Um, There are taps on my wrist every now and then to let me know that things are happening, and I can kind of just raise the watch to my face where I need to. Um, I notice some messages are coming in, and I just know that they're there, and that's fine. And I archive some emails that are coming in. Um, Mailbox has doesn't have an app doesn't have an app but obviously it takes account of the notifications the snooze and'll get notifications so that's fine so I can deal with that and that's good um, I do find myself looking down at the watch and nothing's looking back up at me and that is still frustrating so like I want to know what the time is and I can't see it and sometimes you raise it to your face and it doesn't it doesn't work and it happens enough that it's annoying Um I'm trying to look at what the time is and I think that I'm doing what Apple wants me to do which is to raise it to my wrist but sometimes you're maybe at the wrong angle maybe you're laying down and just sometimes it doesn't work and with all of those things any time that this kind of stuff happens where you expect something to happen that should happen and it doesn't it's frustrating um, and I, I feel that the accuracy of this is not as good as I would want it to be Um but also, like, the weird thing is, like, my my hand is on the table right now. If I look down, I cannot see the time. That is weird on a watch. Like, flat out, right. that's just weird. That's not what I expect.
1: Is it uh, getting it to wake up? I mean, do you find more luck with it if you sort of do an exaggerated motion? You know, like, very deliberately turn your wrist over? Or is it just sort of hit or miss no matter what you do? Um, Like,
0: I'm now, like, moving my wrist back and forth, like, spinning it, and it's not coming on you have to raise it to your face for it to come on. Although now it's not doing it. Oh, there we go. Now it's doing it. This is the thing. It just yeah. seems like you can't get it to work the way you want sometimes.
1: It's frustrating. I, uh, I would imagine they're, you know, if, the, if if it's going to be wrong, they want to be wrong for the sake of battery life, which seems like maybe not the right choice. But um, I guess they don't want it, you know, accidentally on all day and then you run the battery down by, by lunch. But Mm-hmm. It, that does seem frustrating because I mean I'm in a dark room and you know I'm wearing my Casio today and I can just turn my you know it's just there my my hand is just dangling here and I know what time it is and it's that seems like a, a pretty rough like transition if you're used to wearing a watch and it being really glanceable.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course you can tap the screen as well, um, which is what I do when it does sides that it doesn't want to turn on. I tap the screen sometimes with my finger and sometimes with my nose you know, that's the way it is. 1253, my battery life on my watch is 89%. My iPhone is 67%. Um, I was using my iPhone a lot on the train, which is why the battery is lower. I think, I do think that it is having an impact on my phone battery. Um, My phone, uh, while at home, is running down to the point where I need to charge it in the daytime, which sometimes that wouldn't happen. I don't think I have enough data yet to say categorically if that is happening, but I think that it is. And if that's happening to, six, to me of a 6 Plus, if you're an iPhone 6 or lower owner, you are going to be very sad with what the Apple Watch could be doing to your battery, if I'm correct. Uh, but I think it is having an effect um, on my phone battery. Um, at 1.27pm, my watch rebooted after I pressed the crown. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> It just did. I've had this happen a couple of times um, using third-party apps. Uh, sometimes you use the app, you press the crown to go home,
1: um, and it reboots. That is a that is a thing. This seems fine. I mean, to be fair, my iPhone six plus does that. Just you know, switching between apps. So, what can you what can you do?
0: One thirty nine PM. I used walking navigation for the first time.
1: Oh, with so. the fifteen taps to. <laughs> So turn turn right.
0: Yeah, they're going to take some getting used to. Uh I think I could get used to them. They do feel different. I just couldn't remember which one did was for which. Like I could tell yeah, that one of boundary. them was a was a long list of taps and the other one was some groups of taps, right? That's how it works. So I think like one is like 12 taps in a row is left or right and then I think it's three sets of two taps is the other one. I couldn't remember which one was which, uh which isn't helpful. Um, I think
2: it's I think there's a basic there's a basic math that we can use to to understand the left tap. So it's a series of, uh, like, th- three series of two taps. So it's like six taps in total. So if you do 666, it's the number of the devil. Uh-huh. The, uh, the devil is, you know, is evil, and the left uh, is usually associated with the evil, you know, in in, in some traditions. Uh-huh. So the, the six taps are evil and left
1: and you should go left. Okay. Wow.
0: I mean that makes sense. I I mean it's gonna that.
1: stick in my brain now. I mean the, the <laughs> so it's it's a series of twelve taps to turn right and three pairs of two to turn left, so you were right or close to right. What what I thought of and it, it only works here and it doesn't work for you, Mike, is that um like what I thought of is that you can make a right on red, like if you're driving. And so it's kind of continuous. You don't have to, you don't necessarily have to, uh, you have to stop, but you know, left you have to like stop and look. And, and so I don't know, like that's kind of what it made me think of like a left-hand turn driving in the States is more dangerous and, you know, requires like closer attention. So that's just what I thought of like, Oh, well you kind of sort of like more attention going to the left. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody but me, but it, it, Like this feature, like the fact that it's 12 taps and then three sets of two or whatever, sums up so much of what I think about the Apple Watch of just being like complicated and not consistent in the way that it is complicated. Uh, I don't know. I don't see myself using this this particular feature very much. So I want to go back a
0: moment because there are some people in the chat room that are uh, upset at me. The, The thing is like i can t- i'm turning my wrist in the same motion that i was a minute ago and it's now working the the screen is coming on my point wasn't to say that it didn't work my point is that it is i find it to be inconsistent sometimes the same movements can either turn the face on or do nothing and, and that that's my problem i'm not it doesn't not work it's just sometimes it doesn't work and that i find more frustrating than a consistent thing that i can bet on
1: that, yeah and i've that, seen that, that comment me. from several several people mhm I don't think it's just like your weird like British wrist action.
0: At 2.28pm Matt Alexander sent me his heartbeat and we exchanged some taps and doodles. Uh, I like (laughs) digital touch a lot. Uh, I think that it is silly and sometimes kind of like why, but I like it. And My favourite thing about it is the fact that there is no history of it. I like that the things that you send, they only exist in the time that you see them, and the time that you send them, there is no history of what's been sent. You cannot see what people have how people have tapped you if you've already looked at it or what they have sent to you by doodling. I'd like that it is kind of like an ephemeral way of talking and and, and I, I, I have been enjoying it. I think again, like with the crazy freaky emoticons, a lot of it is being used, at least by me, in a kind of ironic way right now. Um, but I do like I do like it. I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. Um, and so that's
1: something that I, that I'm enjoying. Do you? Yep. Do you want to talk about the emoji? So you've sent some to me, and I, I don't have a watch. I've just got the phone, and they they show up in their gifts, and you can drag them out of messages onto your desktop, and it's a GIF file. Like you have them there, um, but they're they're weird, right? Like we talk about that, like how it's just the same odd, oddly designed, and and like childish, but not in like a cute way, but in a creepy way. I like
0: the fact that they are animated um, and that you're able to have control over them because it really makes sense that to be able to have choices of emojis, so faces, hearts, and hands, and you can select which one you want by scrolling the digital crown and it cycles through. That is a, a very smart way of picking emoji because there is also an emoji picker In some instances where you can pick the most recently used emoji on your iPhone and it's just more tapping and tapping and tapping. But you can be way more emotive by being able to change things by using digital crown scrolling through emotions or whatever. I think the 3D is the problem with it all. I think that I don't know why they are 3D. Um, I think that's what makes little sense to me. I think there would be... A lot better if they were designed slightly differently. Um, there are a lot of elements of the Apple Watch that are 3D. There are a lot that are like flat, um, and there seems to be a mix between the two uh, that I don't fully understand. But I just think that there is a overly comicalness to them which shouldn't be there, um, and and they can be fun without being like stupid to look at. Um, and and I think it's 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 a little too slapstick for me um at times uh but but i I am enjoying them very much sending them ironically to people because everybody that I send them to seems to hate them, which is fun
1: yeah can
0: you, you define uh, everybody um you stephen my girlfriend jason um who else have I sent them to uh my mum didn't like it um basically literally everyone that i have sent them to uh seems mm. to find them really creepy or weird uh i think federico's responses to some of them have been the funniest because he just swears at me a lot when <laughs> when i send them Uh, but yeah I, I i haven't sent them to one person yet who has um who has enjoyed it
2: they're but, just creepy and i think yeah. part of the reason is the tongue of the of the, the little faces like, they, it moves, and it's got, like, is it sweat, or, like, I don't know. It's just weird, it's just creepy in many ways. It's the 3D and the animation, and the animations and the tongue, and it's just, they're I'm gonna, creepy and weird. I'm they're gonna, not cartoonish, they're just creepy.
0: I'm gonna make one that I'm gonna send to Steven, where, like... The guy is like screaming, and it's <laughs> terrifying because you can also you can force touch them and mm. Uh, mm. make the turn the guy from yellow to red.
1: Oh, oh wow! I no. uh, just it up. So they're typing.
0: I'm I'm sending this one to Steven oh and we'll goodness. actually put it in the show notes. So if you go to the site, or if you some apps support images and gifs, so we'll put it in there. And it is horrifying. Like this guy is in some serious terror, and I don't I don't know why why he's so upset, but he is he's really upset, and and that upsets oh. me. Uh-huh. It's he's terror, scary, right? He's, he's, he's so angry. He's. It's not. It's not anger. It's like it's. It's some form of like horrific terror. Um. And I'm now Federico. I'm going to send it to you too, so you can also uh appreciate the the horrors and the terror. I, I would like to have seen these supported on iOS and Mac devices better than them just showing up as animated gifs.
2: See, and that's not just the, the anime. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not just the,
2: un- like, okay, I want to, I want to say stuff that I cannot say on the, on the show. Um, It's not just the animated GIF. It's the black background. Like yeah. it, it makes it all, it makes it grim. You know, it makes it like, what's going on there? Like he's in danger or something. Like, why is it shaking? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's just like there's people who find who find this funny or like pleasant in a way. Maybe. I mean there's all there's all sorts of weird people out there.
0: You never know. Cuz the thing is about them there is real utility in them because I'm able to send like a thumbs up, right? Which is exactly what it, I I use them in the same way that we use emoji. And the picking of them is very good. The problem is they look too weird. And and, and See, that is a I... real issue.
2: I have a question for you, Mike. Mm -hmm. So when I reply to someone on the Apple Watch, uh, on iMessage, uh, do I get to choose between these creepy faces and the standard static emoji? Let me check. And if I get to choose normal, traditional emoji, do I get like a grid of my recent emoji? Because I always use the same emoji. I don't want these little shaking guys. I just want my traditional, classical, uh, you know, artisanal, Emoji.
0: Right. So, and... what you have here, <laughs> um, you when when you when you click to reply um, to a message, you get canned responses, which you're able to edit some as well. You can put in six yeah. standard ones, which is great. Um, and it also I found it do a pretty good job of picking out the words. Um, I think it does a pretty good job of that. But you get you get four panels when you click the little there's a little uh, emoji icon, a little face that you can click, which is next to Siri, and you get. Uh creepy face guy. Um, you get hearts, a selection of hearts, selection of hands, and then uh, a recent, and then kind of all emoji. You can pick from all of the emoji. You just scroll down, 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 and they're categorized. Um, the list gets really laggy, but they're all there. You can use them all. You just got to find them, and that could take a while. Um, so there, there we go. You know, it's it's. It's there. You're available to. You are able to get to them. One of the things that I find craziest is, uh, I think it's running the 8.2 set of emoji, not 8.3. So the watch emoji is the old watch and not the Apple Watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so and that's so weird. Like, so I sent a, a watch emoji to someone and it was the wrong watch, and it was like, ah, that's weird. So yeah. Um, should I carry on with my diary? Yes, please. At three, uh, so yeah, three fifty-three. I noted that the quick suggestions to reply to messages were a lot better than the iPhone because I thought you get a longer list. So on the iPhone, you get the three right, but on the Apple Watch, you get a, a list that you can scroll and pick them, and sometimes there's better ones in there. Um, at four twenty-one p.m., um, I was getting ready to leave my cocktail class. It was a great class. I learned how to make great cocktails. Um, she was like. Uh, but I wasn't finished. We were in the last part of the class and Adina was coming to meet me and she was texting me like on, about her direction and I could quickly see her messages coming in as she was repro- as she was like, as she was approaching and was, and I could either just see them. So I knew they were there. I didn't need to grab my phone to check what she was saying because sometimes she's like, I'll meet you here or whatever. And you don't need to reply to that always. Or I could quickly tap an okay reply or a yes reply or something like that. Um, I was able to check in to the bar on Foursquare before I left um, using the app. This will be my first... uh, So this is the first time I've mentioned third-party apps. Ah, There's so much lag. The lag is so bad. Um, And the lag comes from just spinners. You just open an app and it starts spinning. And I have had, and I've timed it, I've waited for two to three minutes for an app to, to load. And it's like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, just,
1: just give up.
0: Because as well, one of the other things is the watch turns itself off after a number set number of seconds. So I'm looking at it and it's spinning and then the screen goes off, I tap it and it's still spinning, the screen goes off and I tap it and it's still spinning and we just do this for a while. Because the the watch could load the app but it doesn't light the screen back up again so I have to keep checking. That's going to get better, I know, but like for the time being until the SDK, like that is always going to be a problem. Um, some apps are way better than others. Um, I don't know if it's development time. I don't think like hard time with the watch because companies like Foursquare have that problem and I'm sure Foursquare got to try on a watch. Um, I'm sure that there's also things that when developers have it with them, they can do things to, to make it better. But the situation is right now, third-party app support uh, is uh, leaving a bit to be desired, unfortunately. I have a
2: question. Mm-hmm. So, can you explain to me because I I read the reviews I couldn't figure this out. When you open an app on the watch, like when you go to the home screen, whatever it's called, and you tap an app, and it's you 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 see the spinner because it's loading. Does the watch turn off by itself after a few seconds? Like, is there like a forced uh, auto lock yeah. for the watch, and yeah. uh, you cannot? You cannot configure this out of lock time. No. This is just wrong. Why wouldn't you? Uh,
0: probably because the battery would okay. die. Yeah,
2: I want my battery to die. So what? Yeah. Just let me choose, you know? Uh, so if there how is many seconds to... is
0: that? I think it's no more than like, it's like around 10 seconds. But what, it cho- I mean, if you're tapping the
2: screen, it doesn't turn off. That's correct. Okay. So if you're just waiting for more than 10 seconds, it turns off because you're waiting and you're not touching the screen. Yep. I so have... when you when I... you unlock the watch again, yep. Do you are you taken to the same screen you were looking at?
0: That is up to you. Okay. Um, typically what happens is uh it brings you back to the previous app that you were in, but you can set it to just take you back to the watch face. Hmm. So there are issues where this. There are times where this is a big problem. Like I was playing Trivia Crack, which is a game which actually is amazing on the Apple Watch. I can't believe some of the animations that they've been able to do. Um, and you get 30 seconds to answer your question. If you're just looking at the screen, thinking about your answer, um, you end up in a situation where the, where it goes off. <laughs>
1: Uh, and it's like, oh, so now I need to tap it so I can turn it back on again. Um, yeah, where's my nose? Got to get my nose ready. Yep. I, I mean, I, I do wonder, surely WatchKit, you know, has a lot of blame here, more than likely, and it sounds like, you know, developers we know talking about it seems to be the case. But I, I do wonder if if the SDK is the, the end-all, be-all, or if there is, you know, hardware at play here, you know, slowing, keeping things slow. I think the WatchKit, Stuff you know, will, as that fades out and the SDK apps move in, you know, at some point, Apple said this year, I think. You know, hopefully, it'll get better. But I just, uh, I'm still like, reserving judgment. I, I, I see, you know, all you guys using the watch, and I think that I will be very hesitant to to use a lot of apps and only really go to them when I have to. And uh, I don't, I don't see this. I don't see me cramming my watch full of every single. App that you know is built into my iPhone now that that has watch stuff. It just seems like like overkill, and seems like a really frustrating experience. So why why deal with it if I don't have to?
0: A couple of points on that. Um, in general, Apple's watch apps don't have this problem. There are some times where it is spinning a bit while it's grabbing some data. So like if you open Mail, it will spin, but it's for seconds, not for minutes. the The other thing is, you said that you only have to go to it when you have to. You're still going to face the same problem, though. Like, I know what you're saying, but, like, by not putting a lot of apps on it doesn't mean that you're not going to have this spinning
1: problem. No, it's, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, fewer apps make it faster. I'm just saying that if the apps are cruddy right now, then, like, why deal with them at all? Like, why not just use the notifications and the time stuff and, and glances? And, like, I just, I don't think I'm ever going to, like, open a watch app to hail an Uber. I think I'm going to always pull my phone out of my pocket.
0: But see, this is the thing, though. I would prefer to use a watch app to hail an Uber.
1: This is the thing, right? So now that I'm
0: using the device, okay. I am seeing there are so many times where the I would prefer my main method of operation for sh- quick things that require typically a couple of taps to be on the watch. To call an, an Uber, you typically open the Uber app, you tap a button to say where you are, and you confirm. I don't want to be pulling my iPhone out my pocket anymore to perform an action that takes three taps. I should just do that on my watch because it is a it is a an app it is an experience that takes 30 seconds i don't need to, i don't need to have my phone in my hand in theory to do that anymore because i have a device which is strapped to my wrist which can do that stuff so i whilst i get what you're saying i think for me anyway having used it there are times where i want to do this stuff like for example overcast now I don't want to have to pull my phone out to to either start a podcast or change a podcast. I just want to use the watch app instead to pick my podcast because my hands are already out in front of me.
1: And your and your nose is ready.
0: And my nose is ready. My nose is ready to <laughs> to make the taps.
1: So when you when you
2: use Overcast, yeah, uh, does the audio play from the iPhone from the watch? Yes. From
0: what? Oh yes, sorry, tool. sorry, I I it. Mis- <laughs> I answered before Airbnb. I heard the end yes. of your question. It plays on the iPhone, it doesn't play on the watch. Um that is one of the things in the SDK is developers can't take can't have access to the speaker. It plays oh. on my iPhone. So basically now, for example, I have done this, I have had my iPhone in charging in the other room, I have had my jam box and in, in another room, and I have my watch on my wrist and I can start a podcast playing on the jam box because it just starts playing on the iPhone, which is connected hmm. to, the, to the jam box.
2: That's actually another question that I had. Uh, what about proximity with the iPhone and the Apple watch? Do you need to be close for the watch to be faster? Um, you
0: know,
2: because of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and stuff?
0: I don't know about faster, but I was using the watch to make... I was on the phone on the watch and I had to leave my house like to go out to the garden Mm-hmm. And I could still talk on the phone. It does a really good job. Oh, nice. And I haven't noticed a problem being out of the house. Like, if it's not on Wi-Fi, it doesn't seem to have any more of issues to me anyway. I haven't noticed that. Right. right. I still have a bunch more to stay. Okay. And we're running shorter on time. So maybe I take a break now and we see where we get by the end of it. Because I know we, we were going to talk about music, but... I think that I do actually still have a bunch of other stuff Apple Watch related that I wanted to discuss. Yeah, sure. Excellent. So this week's episode is also brought to you by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest of investors. For just one quarter of the cost of using a traditional advisor, this is what Wealthfront can help you do. Wealthfront monitors your account 24-7, automatically rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront is overseen by a team of investment experts, the same people who launched the index fund revolution and who have written some of the most important books on finance, so you know you're in safe hands. In case you're still not convinced, you should know that Wealthfront manages over $2 billion in client assets and has saved millions of dollars on taxes for its clients. So with Wealthfront watching over your investments every day, what will you do with your extra time? Visit Wealthfront.com slash connected to get your first $10,000 managed for free. Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA, and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is a possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. So, let me go back to where I was in my diary here. Um, hmm. At 4.26 p.m., uh, I left the the bar where my class was. It was genuinely a cocktail class. <laughs> like, it sounds so weird. I left the bar where my class was being what held. What cocktail did you make, mm, yes, anyway. I was, Um I made a selection of cocktails. I made a Tom Collins, an Old Fashioned. I made a... Um, I helped make a punch, which is the whole class is helping make this punch. Um, I made a sour of some description that I can't remember. I think it was called a daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made one other drink that I can't remember the name of at all.
2: I have a quick confession. Yes. Um, if you allow me, just like 30 seconds. Yes. I feel like I'm approaching 20, being 27. And I see a lot of people my age on Twitter being experts about cocktails did they need. They know how to drink. And instead, the only cocktail I know is the old fashioned and because of Don Draper or Mad Men. Mm -hmm. I feel sometimes I feel stupid because when I think of drinking, I think of like, you know, those maybe stupid young cocktails, like vodka Red Bull and stuff. And or beer, just beer. (laughs) And instead, there's people on Twitter who are really serious and fancy about their cocktails. And I feel slightly more ignorant. I don't know. Sometimes I feel stupid for stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, so this is one of the
0: reasons I went to the class, because I like a couple of cocktails. I want to learn how to make more cocktails. So I went to, my girlfriend knows this, and so she she got me a cocktail class for my birthday. Do you feel more educated now, Mike? Yeah, a lot more, a lot more. Mm
1: -hmm. You don't have to leave the house, though. Our friends at Studio Neat make an app called Highball. It Mm -hmm. has lots of... uh techniques and recipes and stuff in it yep put down the show notes i like that. uh we haven't said where the show notes are i don't think uh Federico, where are the show notes this week uh they're on on the web you just oh, go okay. to the web and, and you you'll will find it fine yeah, yeah. No,
2: just
0: type, yeah. You just type the, the show notes into google what's
1: the aol keyword what's the what the aol keyword what's yeah we don't, keyword? we don't we
2: don't we do not we didn't have that stuff in italy I'm um, uh. not sure what it means. Anyway, you can go to relay.fm slash connected slash 37.
0: I feel like that whole thing again was just us stalling until you worked out the show number. No, no, no.
2: I knew this time because I, I think uh, there was a the, yeah. in the document. Okay. We, so we, so uh, we're going to
1: follow remember. up on AOL keywords next week.
0: Uh, I don't want minutes. to. I really don't want to. Okay, so... At for 26, um, I used Maps again uh, to direct me to a gallery. Um, I had decided at this point, and this is the way that I feel, like the taps are fine, but sometimes I actually found them come a little bit late for the turning that I needed, or it was just a bit confusing. All I really wanted from Maps on iOS, which is exactly what I've got, is to be able to check the map, like so it shows the little blue line of where I'm supposed to walk on my wrist. That was what I wanted. And it's awesome. It gives me exactly what I want. I can zoom in and out and it nice and smoothly shows me where I'm going to go. Cause I'm pretty good at map reading when I had the big blue line there, right? I know where I can see this street. I can see that street. I can see I've got to take my path that way. It's perfect. I can do it. That's killer for me. I love it. I love the fact that that, that like when I was thinking, you know, like when you think about what do you want that, this device to be, when you know it exists and you know what it can do, like after you've seen the introduction of it, you're like thinking in your daily life the things you want to be able to use it for. Mm-hmm. Maps was a big thing for me because I walk around um, and so this was a good thing for me. I was very happy about that. And um, as I approached the gallery, and the other reason that I like mentioned this stuff and the thing that I'm about to mention now is just to give ideas in the way that I have used it. So I was approaching the gallery because I was then going to a gallery, um, me and I was meeting my girlfriend, we were going to an exhibition, and I was able to ask, I was able to bring up Siri, and I could dictate a message and send it to her. Like That's the kind of stuff where I found it to be very useful, and it was just very quick, and I could just get it done. At 5:25 p.m., my watch is at 63%, my iPhone is at 41%. Um at 5:45 p.m., we sat down uh, at a restaurant for a meal. Um at and 5:45? You're... Yep. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Sorry. I don't you know, I just uh, let's, let's say it was like, lunch. Let's not do that I again. Know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was it pizza? I don't know. If no, it makes oh it better my or god. Worse. Look, oh. we were in London. <laughs> We've just been to the to the restaurant. It's not an excuse. You could be I don't know in Paris or in Singapore. Right, this was have, like a late uh, lunch. All right, late lunch. It's
2: not a late lunch. It's not an early dinner. It's nothing at five forty-five. I hadn't oh, eaten since God.
0: breakfast, and I was drinking alcohol. I needed a meal anyway. That's real unhealthy, Mike. Well, I was That's the class. Basic pro- <laughs> Making cocktails. I was road testing a device that was very sleepy. Uh, The only table was outside, so I used dark sky on the watch to check if it was going to rain. It told me it wasn't going to rain, but it did rain a little bit. So (laughs) this was dark sky's fault, not the Apple Watch. Uh, 7.54 p.m., 54% battery life on my watch, 29% on my phone. Um, At 8.15 p.m., I did a little bit of grocery shopping, and I used clear on my watch to check things off which is kind of cool. So I had my clear list up. So this is where the uh, watch going off coming back on worked well, right? So I just had clear open and I could look and be like, right, that's the next thing that I need. I put my arm down, the screen would go off. I'd raise it again. Clear would still be there. So that was pretty mm-hmm. good. That worked. in that scenario. I I wanted to leave clear open. I didn't want the screen to stay on the whole time, obviously. So it worked. Um, 8.45 p.m., start cooking something. Uh, and I was able to set a timer Uh, with siri which was very good Um, and again same idea is clear you like i don't close the app like so i don't close the timer app and then i can look at my watch and it will tell me how long is remaining on my timer so i can prep my other ingredients to kind of match up at the right kind of times so again this like another use that was very good for me i think uh nine thirty two PM I had a text conversation by just dictating to the watch like maybe four or five messages each side. Uh it went flawlessly. It was just a lot easier than grabbing my phone in some instances. I can just be like, Oh, you know, yes, I did that today, it was good. And just press send and it's done. Um I found Siri to be way more uh accurate on the watch. I don't know really? why. I just have, yeah.
2: Some people say the, op- the opposite, you know
0: mileage varies like i usually get really frustrated at siri um and on the phone and i haven't found myself frustrated uh as much oh. with the watch but the other thing is that like, the great fallback is you can just send the audio file
2: hmm, yeah
0: that that was really smart that was one of those things where someone had a it was th- had a good day when they were thinking that that feature up right you can just it's recording your audio. You can just send the audio, or if Siri worked, you can send the message. Mm-hmm. Do you use
2: uh, audio messages much these uh, days?
0: I don't. I have started using them more now that's like in the odd occasion where Siri hasn't got it right. I use it, but I've also been sending audio messages to people now because I do it on mm-hmm. the watch because it's like a bigger feature than it is on the iPhone, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of makes. Sometimes it just makes sense to do that. I, I find.
2: Uh, I guess it feels more natural on the watch. Mm-hmm. That that's good to know. Uh, I've been I've been sending sending a few of those audio messages. So that's that's uh, I I like that 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 that's uh, this feature.
0: Yeah, it's good. It nice. is very good. And the microphone is okay. Like it, it's fine. Um, at 9:33 p.m., my watch is at 37 percent, and my phone is at 20 percent. Um, I've now put my phone on charge at this point. Uh, and other than like kind of like general usage at one fourteen am which is when I went to sleep, my watch battery was at 22%. So I have found every single day that I've used it, that the watch battery remains. Um, and I have had some instances, like I was awake one day this week, and it would be the same uh, today, where I was awake at 8am and I went to sleep at 3am and I still had 10% battery life on the watch.
1: Hmm.
0: So for right now it's oh right now it's midnight and I have 11%. But I know that that's going to last me for the next few hours. I haven't had to put it into power reserve. It's been
2: great. Can you tell us a bit more about power reserve?
0: So when oh actually it just come up and said you have ten percent power remaining power <laughs> reserve. so it heard you so, so
1: so put it in power reserve and tell us what it's like
0: I've already done it and I don't want to do it so I, I could tell you what happens when you put it into power reserve it asks you some questions like you know you're going to do this you're going to put it into power reserve now and then all it does is you have a black screen with a green digital watch face that will come up whenever you why
1: do they like green no
0: green idea I don't know why the they green chose. watch
1: face? it, it my my guess is that that is, uh, really low power on the AMOLED screen. You can probably that's do real. red green. You can probably do red green or blue. Because of white, you're gonna need uh, more pixels. And my my guess is that green was easiest to read. So that's that's what they went for.
2: That's real engineer of you, Stephen today mm. Thank you. Real smart. Real Doctor Dwang.
0: So then that's all the watch does. And the reason I didn't want to put it into it now is because to get it out of power reserve, you have to shut the watch down and then turn it back on again.
1: Or seriously? Yeah. Or charge it, maybe? Like if you come back over the threshold, does it come out of it? I haven't tried that. Mm. I would imagine that it would come out of it, but... I I think
0: it tells you... Oh, I'm just gonna do it now. and See what it says, because so I think it tells you the way you bring it out is it, yeah. Power reserve prolongs battery life by turning off all features except the current time. To exit power reserve, press and hold the slide button, the side button, and then it turns the device off and on again.
2: So I have a kind of not maybe not a strange question, but a real specific question. All right. Can you do you know the free emergency calls with the with the Apple Watch?
0: Uh. There um. is nothing that I can see which told you how to do it. I guess if I asked Siri to call me an emergency, it would do that. Um, but there isn't a thing anywhere which says emergency calling that I can you find.
1: definitely not try that on the air. I'm not going to try <laughs> no. it ever. <laughs> you should call the
2: police and say, help, I'm stuck recording a podcast. Like, yeah.
0: The phone <laughs> app has favorites, recent contacts, and voicemail. Like It doesn't have anything in it about emergency calling Mm -hmm. because you can't dial a number yeah yeah makes sense
2: uh yeah i thought maybe could you know you could dial a number with siri but i don't know
0: i'm sure i could ask siri to call that i'm not gonna say in case it does it for anyone
1: please don't do that
0: uh so i'm sure you could have it do that but i haven't i haven't tried that but i I bet it would work
1: yeah i have a follow-up question the ahoy telephone feature Uh uh-huh so you say, hey, and then you say the name of Apple's digital assistant. Uh, that That's on the watch all the time. Is yep. that sensitive like it is, like it seems to be on the iPhone, or do they have that honed in pretty well where it's not accidentally going off all the time? And follow-up number two, can you turn that feature off?
0: Most of the time that I have tried to invoke that, it has not worked. Hence okay. the fact that therefore it is very um, solid.
1: Frustrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
0: I, <laughs> instead I just pressed the crown. Um, yeah. You know, to hold the crown. Um, you probably. I don't know if you can turn it off. I haven't found it, and I'm looking in the app now, and I can't see like a a place that would make sense to me that you would be able to turn it off. Um, I can't see
1: it. Okay. Uh, you know, I just the 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 joke of you can go into the Apple store and shout those two magical words and all the phones go off like can you imagine that in a room full of people wearing the Apple watch and just like watches going off everywhere
0: yeah i could see that 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 could happen but so i That's, have i have struggled be to get prank. it to do it yeah okay um one of the things that that i've felt the the strongest about is um the way that you think about the device like initially i was like i was using the device in the wrong way like i was going to it to do things rather than waiting for it to come to me which is a a slight difference between the way that you use the iPhone and the the Apple Watch. Like the iPhone, you go to the iPhone and you do things to the iPhone. You go and get information, you ask it to do things, you play games, you go to Twitter, like that kind of stuff. But with the Apple Watch, what I have found is the device makes way more sense when I just interact mainly with things that are coming my way that the watch is telling me to do. Um, And once I was able to kind of lock into my brain the usage of that, I've been way happier with the watch as a device. It makes more sense to me that way. Um, I really, really love the tap. the the The, the taptic feedback is great. It makes it makes perfect sense to me. Um, it I don't find it distracting. Uh, so much in that like, you can be typing or whatever, and it'll tap, but the screen doesn't come on. Right, it just taps you, which I think is the right way to do it. Um, and then I then take a look at it when I want to. Um. I am trying something out with the Apple Watch, because I've mentioned this before, Like I tend to leave my phone in Do Not Disturb uh, most of the time, but I am not leaving my watch in Do Not Disturb, and I am trying to get to the point where I am bringing all of the notifications down to where that makes sense for me. So I'm working through that at the moment to the point where I've even at the mo- like right now because I want to be notified about Tweetbot DMs. I've decided, but I don't want to be notified about Tweetbot mentions. But I don't want to change. Who does
2: want to be notified about Twitter mentions? Exactly.
0: Um, I uh, I don't want to change my Tweetbot notifications on the phone because I would have to change them to make it work on the watch. So I have enabled Twitterific to be no- to notify me about DMs on the phone, which will then notify me on the watch. So I just get notifications about DMs that way. Plus, which are terrific, you can actually reply to them on the watch, so makes sense. Um the other thing is like the home screen is just the worst thing in the entire world. Like why? Trying to position apps is an is an absolute nightmare. Like they just move all over the place, whether you're doing it on the watch or in the in the, in the app, the companion app because you can move them in both places it just seems to just like just move them all around all over the place like it's so difficult to get things to stay where you want them to be without moving an entire line, it's inelegant um, because as well you can't like, I don't know the exact like geometry of it but like the, the, the icons have to be touching in a certain way to lock into a place, like maybe between two, you can't like attach one to one it has to be attached to two different ones. It's just really difficult. And it's difficult to explain, but it's a nightmare. It's
2: kind of like like, uh, like Minecraft for for home screens. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend time making one of those weirdly specific layouts?
0: No, mine is basically just like the... the it's a bunch of icons. It's just, well, yeah, what I've tried to do is... Just try and group them in a way that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Like travel apps go over there, and productivity like apps go over there. Mm-hmm. You
2: know. So I remember from the first reviews, uh, some people mentioned mentioned that it's kind of it can be difficult to tap on a specific icon. Uh, did you see this problem?
0: I open the wrong one all the time.
2: Oh, okay. So you, you did see the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you get the wrong. Oh, like right now, I just
0: minutes. tried to hit OmniFocus and I opened the watch instead.
2: Well, that's basically the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. sure. <laughs> um, hmm. What about complications, Mike? Yep. Can you can you tell us about uh, like, is there a screenshot of your setup anywhere? Did you share a, share a screenshot of your yeah, Apple Watch? I, I tweeted it. Where? What is it?
0: Um, so I am using the utility face. Okay. So it's the it's the
2: oh that's the analog one. Yes. Oh, That's another topic that I want to discuss about me being stupid, but please move on. We don't have time for this.
0: Um, I like the analog one. I like the way it looks. I like that I can change some of the accent colors so I have it blue to match my watch. Um, And I have... uh, You can enable the date, time and date on here, which I like, and it shows where you would expect that on an analog watch. And I have three other complications. I have the New York time zone and the San Francisco time zone, Um, because the other American time zones I can kind of work out in the middle. Um, And I also have my calendar. And I like that. I like that they're there. I use them all the time.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So
2: the utility phase. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. That's the one that I use. I try it out. Like, modular is good. It's the one that enables allows for the most complications, but I just don't think it's very attractive. That's the one, like, with the big digital clock on it.
2: Um, I have a question. Mm -hmm. If it's not on all the time why do you want your watch face to be attractive does it need to be attractive to you
0: i like looking at it
2: do you yes maybe you do for now i mean if it's not on all the time because you know a nice watch is kind of like a statement because you want others to see your watch but if it's only on when you raise your wrist maybe right now you do like the appearance of the of the utility face but maybe in the end you will come to prefer the practicality of the of the uh, modular face. Oh well, I just tried an, the modular face first. I don't
0: know. And I, and I get I get your point but I guess it depends on and this isn't a, like I'm not I, I mean it's you but I guess it depends on what what customization of fashion is to you like to me I get what you I understand what you're saying but to me these kinds of things aren't necessarily for how I present to the world. I mm-hmm. like to look at it because I think it looks good, and I want I want when I look at my watch to feel like yeah that looks the way that I want. Mm-hmm. And because currently my favorite thing about the Apple Watch is how beautiful the watch face that I use is. In my opinion, I love it. I think it looks fantastic, and every time it comes on, like because you know I've moved my arm and I catch it out of the corner of my eye, or I raise it to my face to look at the time, I. Find myself quite frequently blown away by how good I think it looks. Hmm. Um, that That's... also goes for the same with the app screen and actually many screens because the screen on this thing is incredible. It is so good looking. The colors are so bright and so vibrant, um, and you know the, the pixel density for the screen size is just excellent. I, the screen on this thing is way better than it than it needs to be. Um, how do you feel
2: about the Pebble? Now, do you remember when we did the the Pebble episode? Um, do you have any any follow-up on that?
0: Well, the Pebble would last for 5 days battery. Mhm. But my Pebble would die all the time. Jason spoke about this a bunch, and I agree with him because because I was never used to charging my Pebble because it didn't need to be charged every day. It would die on me randomly. You know, not randomly, Mm -hmm. but like the battery would be dead. Like I, I would go away for two days, forget to charge it, wouldn't have the charging cable with me, and it'd be like ten percent battery remaining. It's like trap. The Pebble was good for what it did, but you know, it was the the fact remains which I've been saying for a while, which was the Pebble was never going to be able to compete with the Apple Watch because the Apple Watch can tie into iOS, which the Pebble could never do. Like it Mm -hmm. just could never do it. Um, And it's like night and day now. Um, because the Apple Watch does way more. The Apple Watch frustrates me way more than the Pebble ever did, but that's because it's more complex, so inherently it makes more sense that that would happen.
2: What's the thing you like the most about the watch so far?
0: Um, The thing that I like the very, very most is one animation, which is when you're on the the home screen, which is where all the apps are, I should talk about this maybe next week about how much the difference between the clock screen and the app screen frustrate me. Um, but when you're when you're on the home screen, when you're looking at your apps, and you zoom out with the digital crown to the watch, the watch it, the watch faces animate into place, and mm-hmm. different yeah. watch faces animate in different ways. And oh, yeah, like for example, the I think it's called the is it the solar one, the solar one, which shows where the moon is um the watch icon zooms Mm -hmm. out to become the moon on the face oh wow yeah that
2: that that has to be nice yeah Yeah, it's
0: very pretty but my my favorite like on my well my the one that i love because i look at it all the time is when i zoom out or zoom in yeah zoom in um Basically, just all of the elements of my watch face come into view, and like, so I see the hands first, and then the number twelve, and then it cycles around, filling in all of the other numbers. The closer I get, it's like it all ticks into place. It's very, uh, it's very nice. I, I I really really like it. It's that that's probably my favorite thing. A bunch of the animations and UI things, um, I really like like the. Some of the notifications are beautiful. The calendar notifications beautiful. Um, yeah, I think it's just the way this thing looks is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm.
2: What's the what's the overall Mike take on the Apple Watch for now, based on a, on a few
0: days? You don't need it. Mm. Um, I think once you get it, you see and you can see how it fits into your life. Now I don't want to let it go. Um, But if someone's on the fence, I wouldn't tell them to buy it right now. I would say maybe to wait a little bit longer unless you are. And when I say that, I mean, like, you know, people in my life, uh, not necessarily nerds. I mean, if you enjoy this podcast, you probably will really like the watch. And I would say look into it and see if you think it's right for you. Um, like go and try one and if you like the look of it or if you like hearing what I've been talking about and that really interests you and you think you can overlook some of the pitfalls of it which in general I am able to do um, then you maybe should get it but I don't think people need it right now Um, I think that's still going to take some time because the the OS still needs to grow this is very 1.0, it reminds me of other 1.0 products, it reminds me of the iPhone um, because it does a lot of things great, it does some things not so well, um, but I can, you know, we saw how the iPhone progressed, and I think this thing will progress too. Like it just makes sense to me that it's going to get better.
2: Hmm. Thank you, Mike. That was a. Uh, we're gonna. I want to. I want to hear more of uh, of your diary. I assume there's more.
0: Well, that day is done. The okay. I, the, the cocktail day. The cocktail day, but I have more. I have way more stuff that, that I, I have way more stuff that I want to talk about that I haven't spoken about yet. Um. So but the thing is I hope now that one of you guys will have one by next week, so it won't nope. just be me talking. <laughs> Not gonna happen. But if it is the case, then I will continue talking about it because every day I have new thoughts about this device, so
2: Well Mike, we we well Stephen and I didn't exactly talk about this, but I want to say that we have decided that in order to properly test the Apple Watch, you will need to exercise.
0: Okay. That's perfectly fine can you yes can you oh, i
2: i always do okay i
0: don't have a watch
2: <laughs> um but i feel like i but it would be interesting to to hear your take on the on the workout features uh, you know okay i mean if steven gets his apple watch uh, he he can test uh, he can test a bunch of workout features because he he runs uh, he, what do you, do you 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 have a bike steven
1: right yeah Several have different bikes for varying uh, occasions. Nice. So I run a little bit, do some weights. So yeah, it, it, that's really what I'm interested in is seeing mm-hmm. how that, um, you know, how that changes that. Because I don't know about you guys, but like <laughs> working out with a six plus is just awkward in every way. And even on oh a yeah, bike I just where-
2: I just oh no, yeah on a bike, I have no idea. I just keep it in my on my desk when I'm doing like uh, like crunches and sit ups in in my room. You know, it's a very basic setup. Uh, i'm guessing that when you're running it can be awkward to, to strap the six plus to your body
1: <laughs> just yeah it's huge you, i was carried in like a little wagon behind me it's worked out well <laughs> <laughs> so
2: mike it'd be, it'd be cool mike to to hear your your opinion on the on the fitness features
0: yeah one of the the things that annoys me the most is like my my favorite way of exercising i'm not gonna use is swimming right i'm not gonna swim with this on i'm just not gonna oh, do yeah. that um I have found the fitness tracking stuff, walking and things like that to be great. Um and I like it's making me stand up. So I like that it does that. It it's doing the whole standing up thing. So, so you
2: I, don't think that's annoying? Because no, I, I don't saw find people it annoying. on Twitter Oh my god, I'm already annoyed by the notifications to stand up.
0: It's just one notification that I can ignore. But most of the time it's making me stand up. So if it annoys me twice a day, but five times a day, it makes me get up and walk around for a few minutes. Then I in the aggregate I'm happy with it. Very cool. You know? Very cool. Right, so that's about the end of this week's episode. Um, there will be more next week, I'm sure. Um, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors again this week, Wealthfront, Squarespace, and Casper. You should go and check them all out, and thank th- thanks to them for supporting the episode and the show in general. Um, if you want to find us online, there's a few ways you can do that. You can find Stephen at 512pixels.net, and he is at ISMH on Twitter. Federico is at Vittici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is... Uh, also at maxstories.net, and I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. You can find the show notes for this week over at relay.fm slash connected slash 37. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios.